0: People, what's happening? What up with it? What you know good and what it do? We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most entertaining, the baddest podcast in the land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion, while giving you the straight-off facts. That's right, no fake news here. I'm Jules St. James.
1: I'm Dare Press.
2: I'm Novak.
0: We're giving sight to the blind. On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on America's pastime and discuss our favorite baseball
1: players as kids. Fellas, what's poppin'? Man, before we jump into this, man, I want to wish uh, all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. Yes, sir. Happy yes, Father's Day is all you dads and soon-to-be dads and
0: dads who don't
1: know their
2: dads. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the ones that live in secrecy right now. <laughs> we drive by the house and stare and say, that's my kid, and drive away.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Listen, don't just don't just drive by. Just stop and
1: at least rub a kid on his head or something. I don't
2: know. Yeah, hey, he he parented for eighty thousand feet.
1: That's funny, <laughs> but yeah, but just we want to wish uh wish all the uh the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. This is your day. Hopefully, you guys are doing stuff cool out here. We wanted to do a a special podcast here and just kind of reminisce on uh times when baseball was cool. Speaking of v- baseball, guys. Did you guys happen to catch the 30-for-30, uh, the 30 30, uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire? Unfortunately, I saw it. I mean, it was <laughs> – it's interesting. I think Sammy Sosa, in
2: his mind, doesn't think anything happened during that whole steroids uh, you know, era pretty much. I mean, the fact that he got that new scan is really starting to bother me right now. I mean, Sammy Sosa looking like one of those dolls you get from the flea market. You know, <laughs> with the you know with the oh, powder all over his face. Yeah, he looks like one of those dolls, man, from the flea market. I remember when I was a little kid, the doll with the pasty face and the curly hair. And I'm like, man, I mean, he looked he looked a little bit
1: special there. One yeah, thing kinda... I, the one thing I was thinking about. So I don't know if you guys heard this, but Sammy has said a couple years ago that in his country, when um when he was hitting all those home runs and how he was a hero over here in the U.S. in the Dominican Republic, he said that a lot of people viewed him. As just like uh another guy because of the color of his skin. So I wonder if that had anything to do with the fact of why he liked his skin color. It's kind of sad when you think about it.
2: Well, he, oh, man, that's
0: he, messed up. That's
2: messed up. I don't think he sees it that way. I mean, maybe he got very lago, maybe he got
1: the Uncle Ruckus going on. I don't know. I'm gonna give him. A, I'm gonna give him a credit point for it right now. He do look a little strange. Yeah, he he looks bad. And you know what the one thing about that uh 30 for 30 I didn't like. It seemed like it was a Mark McGuire uh puff piece. It was almost like trying to yeah. get everybody to forget about he was using steroids, you know? Mm. I mean, how do you forget
2: about that? He's still big. I mean, between him and Jose Canseco, I never seen nothing like it. I mean, Sammy Sammy got big, but the thing you can't take away from those guys is they actually had to hit the ball. I mean, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of talent to be able to hit a baseball coming at you at 90 miles per hour or greater. Mm-hmm. And these guys yeah. all you know besides you know those two never really want golden gloves like you know like a berry buzz or somebody but
1: baseball's a skilled sport you can take all the drugs you want you still got to play the sport mm-hmm. yeah because when it comes down to it you, you need to have that hand-eye coordination you know that is true
0: yeah i don't know man oh well
1: i also, think uh, also also too real quick uh, baseball, they they profited off of those guys whether they were juiced or not. I mean, when those guys were hitting balls out of the park, baseball was making a shit ton of money back in the day off that.
2: I know video games were selling better. I mean, the, you know, the show right now is an awesome baseball game, but it's just missing something. It's missing stars, you know. Because I think I think Bryce Harper's overrated. I think I think sure I think there's a lot of players out there. Like if you even think about Derek Jeter. How good was really was Derek Jeter? Or, uh, I mean, Rodriguez, Elvis Rodriguez was better. But Jeter, Jeter wasn't that great. I like Jeter as a person. Baseball-wise, I mean, hell, I mean, Maglio Ordonez had almost a better career than Jeter, if you think about it. He mm. had seven great years in the White Sox uniform. And then he got traded away. He still was killing at shortstop.
1: Man, hey, you you, you you're speaking of my heart, man. Maglio, that was my boy. Yeah. Oh, we-oh. Maglio. <laughs> that was that dude. Mm-hmm. But you know what Wait, though? So you, you so you bring up a, a really good point. You know when it comes to uh, you know baseball because you, you know uh, Jeter, if he would have been on any other team besides the Yankees, man, where would he be right now?
2: He'd be Sean Dunstan if he's on any other team. But but you know I said he'd be Sean Dunstan or even think about Ray Durham. Remember him? Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah damn. Yeah, I don't like Jeter like that. I mean, yeah, he was overrated. He's overrated. I mean, <laughs> Damn, he, he, he gave us great shoes with Mike, but that's about it. You know, you know. I, I think he's a good person. I mean, you know, you got well. You also got to think of the fact that he played during steroid era, so he was clean, and that's what a clean baseball player played like. So you can see between Jeter and Alice Alex Rodriguez and all the other play, uh, stars during that time period, because Jeter was definitely not on any juice. If he was, he might have, he might have, he might have had a better career.
1: Hey, let's mm. not forget, let's not forget, Jeter was also nice, uh, with giving those gift baskets the next day after a young lady uh hung out with him the night before.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta pay for the
1: three pumps because we gotta pay for right now. <laughs> What'd you guys think about uh, Major League Baseball's uh proposal to, to restart the season, or right, what, what do you guys think about them trying to restart the season in general? I mean –
0: it should. I I, I I don't even, you know, cause the whole corona thing. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong. You're outside. You're you're in the fresh air and stuff, and I don't see a problem with it. You know, I, I think on some of these states, I'm I'm looking at is, is on a decline with the people who's contracting this COVID. I,
1: you know, I think I think it'd be alright. I mean, I think the, it, the, think the thing be. that I think about uh, with that, real quick, uh, uh, Jules, is the fact that uh, baseball, out of all the sports, I think is the one that probably could come back the safest. And golf, uh, Novak, I didn't mean to cut you off. What you got?
2: I mean, I was going to say pretty much you're saying that, you know, baseball is the safest sport to come back with right now. I mean, there's no contact unless somebody's trying to block home plate, or or, or you know, you get a collision out there in the outfield. And even then, I mean it's not as controversial as the NBA making of what those rings we're we'll talking about in a later podcast. <laughs> you know, the rings that track Corona mm-hmm. pretty much and make mm-hmm. sure well, they're tracking devices, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I think that uh baseball baseball would be fine to come back. I mean, you gotta think about it's a slow paced sport. You know, do what the Koreans are doing, the North Koreans are doing right now, the South Koreans where they they put those blood dogs in the stands pretty much to pretend to be fans. I mean, it can work. I mean, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing in other countries. They're putting blow-up dolls in the stands and cutouts, you know, representing fans. And they're playing. They're playing like cheers in the background through the PA systems. Baseball can do oh, that okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it could definitely it could definitely go there. I mean, I think that you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space right now for uh, for baseball to come back, and I I definitely like to see them come back. Yeah. But I, money's Hell. gonna be an issue.
0: Man, we hey, throw some of that. We can throw some damn fans in there. Man, I don't think anybody worried about this COVID. You might as well enjoy this summer. You might as well, because it's, it's damn near July now.
2: You yeah. look around a couple more months. Hey, we back, we back in fall. <laughs> we just got the first day of summer of last week. Right.
0: So. <laughs> Man, this time is moving. You know, you don't have to sell out the whole, you don't have to sell out the uh, the stadium, but you know, kind of. You know, get some get some get some fans in there, enjoy themselves, get some fresh air and stuff, and and um. It should be that should be fine. It should be fine. Hey, you probably just got to watch. Uh, definitely wash your hands and stuff. Yeah, of course, do all the, the essentials. Wash your hands and don't put your hands in your mouth and watch your kids and stuff. Yeah.
2: I was laughing for a second to myself because you could do social distancing at a guaranteed rate rate without a problem. You know?
1: Right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was, that was that was That was a low blow.
2: <laughs> <But> it's, true, <laughs> though. it's true, though. I mean, it, it, it's social distancing every night at a guaranteed rate.
1: <laughs> Except you when know, the Yankees come to town.
2: Oh, man, Yankees come to oh, yeah. town. Everybody gets corona. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, you can't do you that. You got
0: to change that. The guarantee rate got to get a. You got to get a. That name is just, oof. That name is rough, man.
2: You might as well call like, it GR. It's like a bad loan about to happen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> guarantee rate field is it. It doesn't sing. It, it, yeah,
1: it's always gonna be the sell to me. Let's yeah.
0: oh, say little yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: GR GR field. I, guess. I don't know
1: that's that's what that's what happens with these teams man they sell out to these corporate interests you know that's true you know before we get into this episode we we discuss our uh, favorite ball players when we were growing up as kids i did want to give a shout out to uh Ed Howard uh, you guys familiar with Ed Howard i am yes so he's from uh the Jackie Robinson West fame, and he was drafted uh, in the first round by the cubs and so we wanted to give him a quick shout out uh Congratulations, uh, young man. Even though you went to Mount Carmel, we still give you a salute here on the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Yeah, we will. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Caravan caravan, get loved, too, sometimes. Yeah, man, every every once in a while, right?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's a COVID year, so
1: it had, it had something positive had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I'm really impressed by that kid, man. It's to be 17, to, and he. He's probably one of the more uh, polished uh, players I've seen defensively in a long time. You know, we could definitely talk about him on another pod, but, man, he's uh, – I think he's going to be a good one. I think he's probably i think he's probably one of the best baseball
2: players to come out of Carmel since Antoine Mitchell at this point. Mitchell was Ooh. awesome.
1: That's a name from the past.
2: Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to speculate on this pod, but we can figure it out.
1: Because
2: <laughs> he, he got drafted, didn't he? I think so. I think so. I mean, I know he was – he was awesome. I remember. I remember seeing a couple of those games. You uh, came over to Rita to play you know, Rita versus Carmel, and I'm like, man, this guy looks like a major
1: league baseball player out there, and he's played basketball. He's a good athlete. That's uh so fortunate. But man, let's uh let's get into this uh, special Father's Day edition episode of the pod. So guys, man, I don't know which one of you guys want to start it, but who uh was your uh your fifth uh, favorite uh player coming up?
2: I'll kick it off. Uh my fifth uh you know, number five for me is Cal Ripkin Jr. And the re- the reason I choose to grow it up because, you know, the city guy that basically came to the park every day. You know, he you know they call him the Iron Man because you know he played, you know, he played the most consecutive games in baseball history. He was always at the park. I remember watching him, you know, he first came in the league in nineteen uh, nineteen eighty one, I think I was like, like two years. Well, I was I was I was a toddler. <laughs> so at that point and I remember getting a cab ripping baseball card and I thought it was garbage and I tore it in half because I was upset that you know it was Andre Dawson or one of the other players that time. Uh, it was a Tony Gwynn card and I remember my cousin saying that dude good I'm like okay whatever so I remember I remember like you know how the Braves used to always come on uh TBS and I got a chance I got a chance to catch a cab ripping game I guess there was some type of uh uh, you know, it was a pre, it was one of those uh, preseason games. You know, pretty much one of those um, you, know, you know games you know before the season starts. And I saw Cal Ripken, man, hit a homer. Then he came back up to the plate, the next inning, got a base hit. Then he stole a base. Then defensively, he was awesome at shortstop. He was a great shortstop. He, this guy is six four. To see this guy move around like that, I mean, he wasn't Ozzie Smith. You know, who was to me probably one of the best shortstops of all time, but. Mm. He was solid. I mean, the guy the guy went to the All-Star game 19 times. He won one World Series in 1983. He never got back there again, but he won one. And he won the MVP two times eight years apart. He won it in 83 and he won in two he won it also in ninety-one. And then, you know, the Golden Glove situation was pretty, you know, he won that twice. Um and then, you know, the thing with him basically is like, you know, what like I said before, he played twenty six hundred consecutive games. And that's awesome. No, a lot of players just don't do that
1: these days, and and Novak too. Real quick, that was when he was playing all those day games. I
2: know all those day games
1: and the fact that
2: he always was hurt, but he still kept playing.
1: Oh wow, that's uh that's huge. That's a good one, man. Because uh, I remember Cal Ripken from the uh, the RBI baseball games and that stance that he used to have in the batter's box. He man, I, yeah, that's a good one, Novak. Uh, what what'd you have, Jules?
0: <clears throat> All right. It's funny, uh Novega brought up uh, Andre because my, my, my number five was Andre Nolan Dawson, nicknamed the Hulk. Now, Andre played 21, he played 21 years up in MLB, mostly with Montreal. He started off in, but really getting, watching him when he was playing with the Cubbies, from 87 to 92. You know, and then after that, he did a year in Boston and finished up in Florida. But, you know, I was watching, I was watching the Hulk Hulk man, when the Cubs was going for that that World Series uh, chase in '89, but you know, and then losing to uh, to the Giants. But but the Hawk was was something to see. Him and uh, uh, Ryan and, and Mark Grace and them man, that that Cubs team was stacked, man. Um, you know the Hawk batting average all you know his career was two seventy nine. He all twenty seven hundred hits, four hundred thirty eight homers and stuff like that. I mean. Eight-time Gold Glove Award, four-time Silver Slugger Award, and stuff. Man, that man—he—he was—he was the man in the Cubs. Man, it was good watching him. And uh, also, you know, also a brother out there doing his thing. So, uh, he even said when he went to the uh, to the uh, Hall of Fame that he wish he went in as an Expo, but he—he he said he wish he—he he was a little hurt that he ain't going as a Cubby. So uh, he really loved the Cubs. So, so that was my number five pick.
1: You know what, that's a good one, Jules. A lot of people don't realize uh the Hawk. Uh when he won the MVP in eighty seven, he won that. And that was, I think, the first time that someone won MVP uh when they were on a last place team.
2: Mm-hmm. So I thought
1: that was pretty interesting. Well, yeah, it was very so. interesting. I remember seeing a couple of those
2: games in eighty seven. I mean, he was he was nice. I'd never seen a guy with bad knees and a curl play that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean he he looked like he looked like he was always hot, man. You know, he had that chain around. He had that little uh, choker uh, gold don't. chain around his neck. I mean, he knees was a
0: man. knees of the curl. He,
2: he was it was cool. I mean, I mean, I remember hearing an uh, interview a few times, and the way he just approached the game. Yeah, I went out there. You know, I played good, hit a couple homers, and you know, you hear you hear women screaming in the background. And Hulk look at him just like, <laughs> yeah, later, later, I catch up with y'all. <laughs> In the tunnel. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he, was, he, he, was, he, was, he was real smooth. I mean, like, you know, for a baseball player during that era, I mean, crush a home run like that. The way he ran the base at the home run just had me cracking up. I mean, the only person <laughs> who ran like right that was Ernie base. But Ernie was happy. The Hulk ran around the bases just like I hit that. <laughs> he was ag- he
1: was aggressive when he used to run around the bases.
2: Yeah, pulling those knees around the bases, man. He had to run <laughs> aggressive because he's gonna break down. <laughs> but,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, imagine what he was like. You know, he was an awesome. Baseball. I mean, we got him a little bit outside his prime. He still won MVP. I don't think he was in his prime when we got him, but he was no, still he was no. still he
1: serviceable. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he didn't play ten seasons on that astral turf in Montreal? Oh man, he would be he would be, he be uh, working at the funeral home right now. <laughs> no, you 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 silly Novak! I swear to God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Jesus!
2: He better get Lord in and out God the mercy. booth and do interviews at this point. Oh like, man! Yeah, you know, he doing no, don't, good don't, for don't, himself.
1: Don't do hawk like that, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he went for inner homers the closing caskets, man. I'm like, this is crazy. Oh, but, man. Hey, you know what, though?
0: It's a good profession going to go into because people are always checking out now.
1: That's true.
2: <laughs> you know. That's true. Oh, man. That is That's true, funny. man. And he's so smooth with those two film home commercials. The same, he got the same bravado, the same style he had when he's hitting home runs. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me take care of your loved one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, that's funny. He said let me oh. take care of your love. <laughs> let
2: me let me get that right for you. Put them
1: away right. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah. I I'm, <laughs> so my number 5 Novak you funny. Uh, my number 5 is uh Daryl Strawberry. Uh Oh yes. Up, sir. Oh, man, wow. that dude he was a beast.
2: <laughs> he was,
1: he was a beast. That hey, dude, what I y'all the coming, man. That, that <laughs> stance he used to have in the batter's box and that swing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a sweet swing, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the guy, he hit for power. I mean, he was a six-six guy. But man, if you if you made the mistake of throwing him a fastball, he was launching that shit, man.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: launched a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and Novak, uh, you you're definitely right about that, and I'm gonna definitely touch on that because uh, Daryl Daryl Strawberry, he would have probably been a yeah, even greater player in his career maybe would have even been a hall of famer if he didn't enjoy himself a little bit too much off the field i mean he had a lot of issues with alcohol and and drug abuse Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean you know somebody didn't talk to him about taking a bite out of uh, the big apple i mean that guy he tried to inhale the whole damn apple because he was man they said i I heard legendary stories about that new york mets team and they just basically said those guys they just party before games during games after games like they just didn't care uh but it's kind of crazy because when you look at that, this guy had 335 homers in his career. He played in the league for 17 years. Uh, but could you imagine the type of player he would have been if he didn't get hooked on the, the drugs and alcohol? I mean, his uh, yeah. his former manager even said that uh, Daryl could have been the most excited player in the history of the game if he felt like being that. Um, and when I think of a guy like Daryl Starr, I mean, he just had God-given ability. Uh, really cool last name and just – He had a little swag to him, you know. I I just enjoyed watching him as a as a player. He was an eight-time all-star. And like I Mm -hmm. said, it's just a shame that, you know, the drugs and everything, you know, kind of uh, sent his career down a different path.
2: It looks like Boosie's uh, grandfather. I mean, it's like (laughs) you know, he has a bad haircut too. I I remember he had that little, he had that little fade box. I remember the gold chain. I remember him and uh, Doc Gooden pretty much looking like they about to go tear up the club, man. They—they they were <laughs> <laughs> the dudes, man. You read about that partying up there. Those are two of the greatest athletes ever to play baseball that could not stay off of drugs. I had never seen nothing like it. I remember getting their baseball cards when I was little. I mean, I thought that man. I thought Doc Gooden was awesome. I remember the episode he did on uh, was that different strokes. He showed up. He signed Arnold, Arnold's baseball. <laughs> I was yep. like, man, this mm. this this dude's swag. I mean, him and Strawberry, man. I mean, they just like they just pulled up and like, you know, like Corvettes to every game. You know, did a little partying at the game and came in and played in the state. Just think about it. These guys were intoxicated probably half their careers, and they still had phenomenal numbers, and especially Strawberry. Yep, and he, he also he mm-hmm. also has some talented kids. I mean, his son was a was an awesome athlete. Oh, like he it at uh, Maryland. Maryland. He was an awesome athlete. I mean, that genetics. These guys all like six five, six six, and these are big, these are big guys, man. I mean, Strawberry was a big dude. I mean, I remember somebody hit him during the game, and he walked up to the mound. He was bigger than he's bigger, he bigger than the pitcher. And he looked at him. I was like, oh man, he's about to kill him. I mean, you know, he to me that's big boosie right over there, basically pretty much big boosie badass over there, man. I mean, Strawberry was awesome. Yeah, oh,
1: man. Yeah. That's yeah, just. He just reminds me of my childhood so much. Just, uh, I wasn't obviously as you guys know, I wasn't a Cubs fan, but my aunt was a big Cubs fan, so I used to watch a lot of those Mets Cubs games. Just when I would be over at her house, and that's when I kind of came across Strawberry, and I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking badass. But
2: <laughs> well, think about it, he played with Gary Carter, <laughs> he played with, you know, with Doc Gooden. I think who else was on that team. I just remember Gary Carter was, he was he was he was that dude too. man. Gary Carter, oh that, that, was awesome.
1: you, yeah, you talk about the catcher. He was a badass dude. Yeah, man. Nobody he he passed the, him. He passed away. Yeah, no. Oh, he did.
0: No. Oh man. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's, it's man, it's crazy because you know I, I I watched a thing about that, that Mets team, because Doc he didn't even make the uh the parade celebration.
1: No, he, was, he, the sur- he, he binged He on coke the night before. Yeah, he <laughs> was he
0: was parting a little bit too much, man. Hey, man, I think that I think that era was just just full of just parting with with white lines and drinking and and girls, man. Because you know what Mike said, man, in his thirty for thirty documentary, man. He said them Bulls players they was playing, they was all all doped up and stuff. So maybe that's just that was just the that was just the eighties, right? That was just the eighties, mm-hmm. man. <laughs>
2: got to think about it. You know, you got them small gold chains on. You got them. You got them. Uh, the diamond-studded crosses hanging from here, and a lot of them. A lot of those guys about to had gold teeth back then. They just didn't show the teeth the way they do today. I mean, it was crazy. They were living their best life.
1: <laughs> and pre and pre social media, man. I saw. Oh yeah.
2: There was a poster of Dwight, was a poster of Doc Gooden, Dell Strawberry, and Lawrence Taylor. I would like, say, man. There ain't nobody
1: safe uh, in the town. That that, that <laughs> sounds like a fucking hell of a night out.
0: Man, hide, <laughs> is hide, you, hide your wives and your children, Jesus! All oh, you God. is Mike Tyson standing in the shadow. <laughs>
2: oh, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's New York City
1: right there. Its finest right there. Whew. Good lord, man, force of nature. <laughs> Mercy. What you guys well, have you know, for what you guys have for number four?
2: I'm a. I'm going to throw one out here, basically. This is my number, my number four. This guy, I've never seen a guy who changed his body in the course of – when he came into the league, when he came, when he came to the league pretty much um, in 86 for the Pirates, he was a typical-sized athlete. And, you know, and this guy, like when he got out to San Francisco, now the guy I'm referring to uh-huh. right now is Barry Bonds.
1: Oh, uh-huh. Boy. Uh-huh. yes. And, oh, boy. Yes. You know,
2: there is no man in the history of baseball that head size changed besides LeBron James, but um, <laughs> I mean Barry Bonds. You know, from the fact that he was a Gold Glove baseball player before he became before he became a home run hitter, he had like two baseball lives. It was one baseball life where he was just he was a Roberto Clemente in terms of talent, and then the next thing you know, he bolted up and he went super Barry. And when he went super berry, man, I mean, this guy was a lefty. You know, how many power hitting lefties have you seen in baseball? I He's mean, crushing them things, crushing them. I mean, like He's he got a him. he got a late start with hitting homers. Just think about this from mm. eighty eighty six to ninety two, he was average. He was a, he was a decent power hitter, but he was nothing exceptional. I mean, he was, I mean, he was putting on no, you know, like no Mike Smith like numbers, nothing like that, no Keseko numbers, but. He got out to the Bay Area. And he felt life. He felt that found on youth out there. I mean, this guy's a fourteen-time All Star. He won a National MVP, he won National League MVP seven times. You think about this. He won this before steroids. He had eight gold gloves. He uh, he won the Hank Aaron Award a few times. Well, three times actually. And then he won, And then one year in two thousand and four, he actually he actually was the batting champion. I mean, that point that year, except the fact that he might have been on drugs. You know. Well, we can't, well, we can not approve prove it. He might be on drugs mm-hmm. that year. He still was the batting champion that year. I mean, and then you think about it in 93 or 2001, he left the league in home runs. That was the year where, you know, those are years of Kaseko and the rest of those guys. And, you know, Mark McGuire were tearing up baseballs. I mean, Mark, I mean, Barry Buns to me reminds me of, it's just, man, he was, he was, he was a Black Superman before. He basically had discredited for steroids and everything like that i never saw nothing like it i mean Sebby Sosa hit home runs but but barry buzz he he put him in the river every time he hit a home run right out of county state park it went into the water i saw somebody in a boat you know basically out there trying to trying to paddle out, you know paddle out there to get the ball <laughs> i mean and, and i still the most memorable thing about him is that time he dressed in drag and he got you know he's huge all the muscles and everything he dressed you know he dressed like a chick and he showed up at the park and I was like, "What the hell, Barry?" But it was funny because you see this big, strong dude show up dressed in drag, and he was he was messing with the media. I mean, he was always making fun of the media. I mean, Barry Bonds to me pretty much is you know he's one of those guys that you know gives me a lot of baseball memories, despite what people say about him. It takes a lot of skill to hit seven hundred sixty-two home runs and pass Hank Aaron. You know, even though I don't mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he passed Hank, right? But but the fact that he crushed seven sixty-two. And he put those things all over San Francisco. You know, he didn't hit a lot in Pittsburgh, but what he did in San Francisco was legendary.
1: Well, I, th- I thought he was the better player when he was with Pittsburgh because that's mm-hmm. when he was stealing bases. That's when hills. he was – yeah, he hit for po- for power and he hit for average. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the San Francisco Barry, that was the Barry <laughs> that, you know, you know – whatever. We don't know what he did, but, you know, was, you know, if I could put money on it, I think he probably was on roids, but that guy, like you said, he was launching balls out into that, into the the into water every time he hit a home run. That thing was just, it was just flying out of that park. <laughs> I used to use, on use MVP baseball
2: from EA Sports, man, you get up to bat If you tap the button, it's gone. You're like, this is, una- this is, unnatural. it's gone. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's gone. I mean, he was, Man, he was something else, man. I mean, oh, yeah. You read about the, uh, you know, press. You read about the. He was so skilled in uh, Pittsburgh. That guy was awesome. He was still in base. He is still no bases in, in San Francisco. He ran the bases in San Francisco. He crushed it. Looked at you and walked the bases. I mean, that guy. He was huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> he went from a um, he went from an extra medium to like a, like a triple X out there. He was he was a beast.
1: You know what? Also, too, that thirty for thirty, they kind of took a shot at uh Barry too, because that whole uh the whole uh, episode when they talked about steroids, they kind of point to Barry, and I'm like, well, what about McGuire? You know, I was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Well, uh, Mark, you know so, what that's about.
2: You know about Mark always got like that whole he you know he was he was a great hope out of St. Louis, so people at St. Louis to this day love Mark McGuire. They don't care what he did. I mean, Sammy Sosa, no. You know, Sammy Sosa to be basically I still remember that bad pitch in the White Sox uniform. I mean, it's just him him being a cub, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I respect what he did in Chicago, but I still feel like, you know, but, you know, his career is so tainted. You know, you know, the Quirk bat is what really drew me of him. I, we all we all know he did a little juice, but when they when they got that quirk bat off of him, you know, the bat that shattered when he went to bat that year.
0: Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was the end yeah. of
2: Sammy at that point. You know, you can't you can't screw up twice in a lifetime in baseball.
0: That's slamming Sammy Sosa.
1: And then uh and then Carrie Wood, alleg- <laughs> Wood allegedly destroyed his boombox because that was another thing in that locker room. <laughs> he that salsa music. They hated that yeah. shit.
2: <laughs> Playing that Merengue Salsa, he hit a home run. He was like, No, no amigo.
0: Hey man, hey, you want to be Desi Arnaz, That's all. Yeah, no gusta. <laughs> that's
1: funny. <laughs> no what'd you what you had, Jules?
0: I right, bad man, my number four is George Kenneth Griffey Jr.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Y'all like them? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Junior played 22 years in the MLB, you know. Uh his career was Seattle and Cincinnati Reds was pretty, you know, both pretty good. Uh one of the most prolific home run hitters. we talking about Barry and then and the Hawk and, 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 and the Hulk and stuff like that. Junior had a sweet old swing, boy, smooth and hitting, hitting home runs and stuff. Uh, almost hitting for 24, uh, 2800 hits, 630 home runs. Another, you know, home run hitter. He was in that comp, he was in that, uh, that race too one year. Over 1800 ribbies, 13 time all star in 97 a- uh, AL uh, MVP, 10 time Glow Gov. Man, this dude, this dude was the truth here. Seven time, you know, silver slugger. He was the man, uh he also do a lot of philanthropy work and stuff with the boys and girls club and children and stuff like that. Uh, also hospitals across the USA. And I didn't know, you know, how to fly planes. So who figure go hitting uh, home run, hitting home runs and playing baseball, go flying planes. That's a nice little switch there. So yeah, that's, so that's my uh, number four pick.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a good one, man. I, I, I love some, uh, some Ken Griffey Jr. For sure. Yeah. That's a
2: real good one. I mean, he, I mean, he had a sweet swing. He had a great baseball game, you know. Mm-hmm. On uh, you yeah, baseball baby. IQ, yeah, yeah. I mean, the shoes are cool. I mean, I, I love that, that turquoise man. You know, pretty much on the Griffey shoes. I, I had a Ken Griffey uh, Jr. jersey. It, it was nice. I had, to, I had the turquoise. The white one is the one I wanted, but they never had it. So I'm gonna find it one day. So,
0: so did any of you, anyone of you guys ever had uh, bought a pair of his shoes?
2: I did. Oh, no. you got? Oh, 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 okay.
1: I played, I played the video game, but no, we we didn't we didn't have that money for them shoes, man. Them things are hundred bucks. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, I was still, I think I was still probably wearing pro wings during that time, shit. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, brother. You and me both. I'm sorry for calling you out, mom, but just, just saying. Shit, I,
0: I, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know how people do. I don't know how people do paying all that money for them shoes now. I'm trying to look for a deal with these shoes. I'm going to Famous Footwear or something.
2: <laughs> uh, you,
1: people you still have, shop there, man. You have yeah,
2: I'm buying them New Balances. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get that. I get that coupon coming at mail. Oh, here I come, baby. Get some socks too. <laughs> <laughs> you hilarious. Get them socks. <laughs>
2: oh that's funny oh man you know be careful with them shoes though man if you slide the road where you gonna tell the acl man i had a guy try to hoop in a pair of shoes with my famous foot where he almost died (laughs) don't do that okay yeah the recovery is a long time you (laughs) a long time
0: oh yeah especially when you get older now (laughs) especially when you get older
1: (laughs) you ain't lying about that you ain't lying about that spend the money do it right yep (laughs) So my yes, number four, my number four, I had uh, Roberto Alomar. Huh? Okay. Okay. Man, that dude right there. I, the reason why I liked him so much is because he was like a versatile player. He he not only could he hit for power, average, but he was a hell of a defender. Um, he was a twelve-time All Star, won ten Gold Gloves, and, and that's the most by any second baseman in history. Uh, by the way. Uh, the thing that I like about him the most, I remember when we were younger, I don't know if you guys remember this, he hit a home run um, in the uh, ALCS in 92, uh, basically to win the game, and it was off of Dennis Eckersley. And I don't know if you guys remember, but at the time, Eck was probably one of the most unhittable pitchers in the league. He paid for the mm-hmm. uh, Oakland A's. Yeah, for Oakland, yeah. Yeah, yeah you remember that? Oh, tall, yeah. tall guy, tall. Tall, he had that crazy uh, wind-up and delivery, you know. Yeah. He had that mullet and that thick mustache. That's all. Yeah, long dude. Mustache. He had that porn stash for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Alomar, man, Alomar. He man, he he took the guy deep. They they won that. Uh, he they ended up winning the series, uh, the World Series that year. And uh, also at Alomar, he uh, finished his career with a 300 average. He had 210 RBIs. And you know, some people argue this. I think, in my opinion, that he was probably the greatest second baseman of all time. A lot of other people say Joe Morgan. I think it's just a matter of your your preference, but uh, I don't know. I just liked this game, man. He was real smooth player. Uh, also, too, you got to think about it. He had a really high uh, baseball IQ and made some really, really sick defensive plays. He even played for the Sox at the end of his career. He didn't hit worth a damn, but he still made some good plays in the in the field, though. That's true. I, I
2: mean, saw. we got him. He was he was done at that point. I mean, but he. <laughs> He was awesome. I remember him basically, you know, he, you know, I I also remember, was he related to Sandy Alomar as well? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember Sandy Alomar, the catcher was awesome too. I mean, but yeah, yeah, Alomar, he had a certain swag about him. He's part of the gold chain crew as well. I mean, that, just the way they dressed, the way they, the way they interviewed, those all-star performances, he was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's good, that's a good choice, man. Switch hitter. Yeah, that's a good choice.
1: Appreciate that,
2: guys. What you guys got next? What I get right now coming up. Um, take a look here. So yeah, so we oh, I took y'all to Barry Bonds' mission. I'm about to go somewhere else right now. So one of the places I want to go with this next one is we already we already touched upon it. But my number three is Ken Griffey Jr. And yes,
1: sir. <laughs> and. <laughs>
2: And I was laughing. I was laughing recently at a comment LeBron James made a bow. Talking about talking. I just love his swing, the way he held the bat, the way he hit the ball. And I started laughing because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I can oh, imagine." Because you know, Griffey was always laughing, and I saw a meme out there where Griffey's laughing while LeBron's praising him. <laughs> and so, I mean, he just—he mm-hmm. was, he was phenomenal. when You think about it. I mean, the only—the only thing I didn't like about Ken Griffey is that White Sox stint. You know, I felt that that was terrible. You know, if, you know, we liked having them in the white-sized uniform. I actually have that jersey. But the thing about it is, you know, it was just awesome to see that guy, you know, the way he tacked the game, the way he trained. The, you know, he, he's the first player to wear his hat backwards. You know, he was just cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, 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 in a, you're in a league that was a you know, Caucasian at that point, and, you know, a lot of guys from the Dominican Republic, and there was Ken Griffey showed up hat backwards, you know, just had that certain swag. I remember when he hit a homer. You know that swing, the way he dropped the bat. You know today that'd be like a, that'd be like basically trying to start a, trying to start a brawl when he dropped that bat. But he was awesome when he connected. I mean, he had the smoothest 630 home runs I've ever seen. I mm-hmm. mean, yep. Those Seattle, those seniors in Seattle were awesome. And, and just think about it. There was a young Alex Rodriguez on that team. You know, and he stole a lot from Ken Griffey in terms of like how to be a professional. And, you know, don't forget about senior. I mean, Ken Griffey senior, he was hilarious. I remember when he played in Seattle with him for a moment and mm-hmm. and he was older. To, to see, like, the old man and, and the kid out there playing, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, you could see that, you know, Ken Griffey senior, his athletic ability was decent, but his son, you know, was a step ahead of Macy. I mean, the guy's 13-time All-Star, won MVP in 97. That was, a, you know, 97 was a great year. Yeah, uh, you know, he wanted to go with Glove ten times. I mean, just a special baseball player. I'm quite sure he's on a lot of people's lists.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, he, I, hey. and especially in a time too, like you mentioned where baseball was was popular. I mean, he made the game just cool and even more popular, you know?
0: Yeah, he want he, he make you want to go out there and and think you can hit that hit that ball like Ken Griffey. You know, like, like him so he he, like nobody what you say i agree man he brought that swag and baseball man and just made a a smoothness out of like look at this dude almost like uh nah because ricky henderson he was he was cocky ricky was cocky but but even even i i love ricky henderson and 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 no brother there they they brought they brought that to the game where it make you want to be a baseball player because like you say it's a it's a a league dominated by whites and all and, and drs and stuff like that but man them brothers there ken and I, I I love his I love his game. I
2: agree. I, I remember that Nike commercial—the one when he hits the home run, the kids watching the stands—that was just awesome. You know, he has some of the greatest Nike commercials. I mean, for a mm-hmm. baseball player, I mean Jeter tried Jeter's commercials always seem, always seem like funerals. You know, Jeter's always getting memorialized. You know, the lights were turning off, but can't Damn. get his, yeah. Ken Griffey's commercials were awesome. I mean, when he hit the yeah. when he hit the ball, he hit that one. He knocked it out of Seattle. That was crazy.
1: No, oh, that's, that's 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 a good one right there, man. So, for my number three, I had I'm a, I went into my baseball bag for this one. I'm going with the late Kirby Puckett. Oh wow! Okay, from Chicago, Tilly. Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to Triton and Bradley. Mm-hmm. The Kirby, man, he was that dude. Uh, he played 12 years uh, for the Minnesota Twins. He was their uh, franchise all-time leader in hits, runs, and total bases. And he finished his career with a 318 batting average. Um, the nice. things I remembered about Puck, man, when he played, just watching him, just because, obviously, I'm a Sox fan, and, you know, I used to watch a lot of those Sox-Twins games, and a lot of times the Twins got the best of the Sox. But Kirby – he was known for his speed on the base path and and also robbing uh, opponents of home runs. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that, but Kirby used to like, he had some crazy leaping ability for kind of a pudgy guy, but he, he had some springs, man. And uh, Mm -hmm. he would definitely rob home runs a lot. And uh, he led the twins to two world series titles, one in 87 and one in 91. Uh, He was a 10 time all-star six time silver Slugger award winner. And he had six gold gloves. Uh, the thing about Kirby, though, was a little bit of a sad story. He had vision problems uh, that led him to have to retire prematurely in his career. Uh, that's why he only played the 12 seasons. Okay. And uh, the, my favorite moment when I think of uh, Kirby Puckett was uh, was that game six home run that he had uh, in the World Series. Uh, and to me, whenever I see that, man, that, that series uh, that they had, uh, the Twins had when they won that one, I thought that was probably one of the greatest World Series series ever. So basically that home run gave the, the twins the win, and I thought that was like a really epic win. And just seeing uh, Kirby Puckett when he was rounding the bases and he was so pumped and his teammates mob- mobbing him at, at home plate, yeah, that, that guy to me was was a hell of a player. And, you know, rest in peace, uh, Kirby.
0: Yeah, Kirby Puckett, that's a good choice too. I forgot all about Kirby Puckett, man. Man, that's a good choice.
1: Yeah, man, a lot of people, man, they don't, they, don't, uh, they don't talk about him, man. It's probably just because uh, he kind of went under the radar. He played a small market, you know, there in Minnesota.
2: Well, he played in a small market. He also was very prominent, pretty much. And, you know, making, he was really instrumental in a lot of African-American players, you know, playing the game of baseball. He did a lot of stuff in community. He had a lot of camps. I remember that. He had a lot of clinics. So Kirby, Kirby gave a lot back to the community in that situation. And, you know, he was an awesome hitter. I mean, that guy, you couldn't keep him off base. I mean, at that point. And he stole bases. He was a pudgy guy that was athletic. You're right about that. I know. <laughs> see, see this guy, you know, was built like a little, a little hedgehog, jump up and steal a baseball, you know, if going went out to the park. And you're like, no, nah, this is wrong. You know, I remember, I remember that one year he robbed Big Frank. That was crazy. <laughs> I, st- I still don't know. I still don't know how he got up there to get that. I don't know, man. Angels or something picked him up, man, because there was no way he was <laughs> supposed to lead the earth, man. At that point, I mean, he got up there, and I was like, "This is unnatural." I was mad because, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you play any sport, you go like, "Man, if I could jump like Kirby Puckett," and this dude out of shape. I mean, well, we thought he was out of shape, but it might have been muscle in disguise or something. But he was, he was a phenomenal athlete. He was fast too.
0: You know, Kirby got away with it, man. Kirby, Kirby was out. He was juicing too. Nobody checked Kirby because he he made it
1: natural looking.
0: I'm just playing, y'all. Don't believe me.
1: Yeah, nobody (laughs) nobody was listening to that last five seconds. Hey man, can they get? Hey man, be
0: some cats.
2: Hey, some cats just got
0: them uh, them hops, man.
2: But no calf muscle though. Yeah, no calf muscle. I've never seen a cat in pair of shorts one year. His legs are just like little sausages, man. But he can get up. It was crazy. Hey, you—you you, you just proving me right, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You think it's hope for you? <laughs> 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 if I ever see you jumping up at the green, I ever see you jumping up at Wrigley, still in the homer, I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah. The Jews will do that with a pair of shades on He'll smile when he comes down. He'll levitate toward the towards the turf.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, hey, if them players don't want to go out there and play, give me hey, I'll hey, I'll get out there.
1: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't even have any words right now. <laughs> I'm scared. No, you, you guys got you guys get
0: hey, you guys gonna be on my team now. We gotta do this together. Uh, I
1: don't I don't know, man. Okay. But you know I
2: love you, man. You got running Oh <laughs> man, he would be out there <laughs> doing so, t- <laughs> oh, boots. <laughs> boots oh, in the bench.
0: <laughs> in, <my, laughs> in my uh, in my famous footwear gear. I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta up my game, I guess. Okay, so 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 real quick, my number three. We talked about him already, and that's my man Barry Lamar Bonds. We already know he's the greatest, bas- greatest baseball player, excuse me, greatest baseball player to ever live. Okay, we can go on number two now. Okay. <laughs> he said, he said mm-hmm. okay. Okay.
2: okay. Oh, but yeah.
0: See, here's go the on. thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. He got big because, listen, he played 22 years in, in, in MLB. He played 22 years. What happened when you get older? Your metabolism slowed down, right? So you, get, you put on that weight. All he did was hit the gym. Mm-hmm. That's all he did. So when what he got over there this? to San Fran, he
1: was—I
0: <laughs> don't know—one of them gyms, It's Gold's Gym. Gold's Gym because he was out there in San Francisco. So, yeah. so, so, why, so what, why, would you like him? <laughs> oh, because he was hey, He was crushing them balls. He was crushing balls. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> he put the bat on the ball, huh? You? <laughs> he so did. And you can't forget about that one year man. He hit that seventy three, had that seventy three home run season, didn't
1: he?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the year they wanted to put a, an asterisk on that man. Yeah, yeah. Play the ball. No, no Take that. <laughs> you take that. Take the asterisk out of because he did it. Now you know Barry Bonds. He was just dominant. He like you said, he was a dominant player. You can't forget about like you said his uh, you you know stolen bases. Five hundred fourteen bases stolen bases. Five hundred fourteen. That man was fast before age. You know, age got to win him, and he he, he started lifting heavy and started gaining that weight and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so man, he's just a dominant player. That's why I like uh Barry Bonds. That's why I love Barry Bonds. a dominant player.
2: Was that weight fluid or was it muscle mass? Oh, it was muscle mass. Mm-hmm. How, how many times did you think he lifted playing one hundred sixty two games, Jim? <laughs> See, this will happen. mm mm-hmm.
0: This will happen. I talked to the man. I talked to the man himself. Hey, listen. <laughs> he played before. He worked out before, before game and after the game. That's why. That's why he bulked up so much.
2: Is he wearing that baby wife beater he always wore? <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's getting ready to whoop somebody's ass. Every time you see him with that little shirt on, that's that you know somebody's daddy be waiting for him in the house. That's how he looked every time. He, every time he lifted weights or whatever. But yeah, man. I mean, I don't understand how a man could not hit two twenty five times becomes a beast all of a second. Hey, listen. Who
0: are we to judge? We don't know. He, he probably had a good work ethics. That's all. Mm-hmm. Good diet. Good
1: diet. Probably, he probably ate five thousand calories a day. Who knows? Shit. I tell, you, <laughs> I tell you that one thing. That guy from that lab that went to jail for him. Man, he. I <laughs> you know, wonder how much money he paid him. <laughs> and why was he
2: small? Why was he not getting big? You know, you working. In, everybody in that lab should have been swole. <laughs> That's a good point. I, that yeah. That is a good point. I, I don't have an answer for you now. Oh, <laughs> okay, you gave us the black super saiyan again,
1: huh?
2: <laughs> Kakarot.
1: What'd <laughs> you have at number two, Novak?
2: My number two is a sentimental number two. It's somebody that I met uh, about five, six years ago. No, actually six years ago I met him. Uh, one, of the, one of the most interesting people you're ever going to meet. I mean, the first time I met this guy, he was talking about, hey, don't never let the right hand see the left hand doing. I was like, what do you mean by that? He goes, I've been tricking them for years, son. <laughs> he said, he said I hit a lot of home runs, but I was not good an athlete, but people respected me. He said I was a killer in my own right, and that guy's Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Oh, Okay,
1: um, you know that's, a, that's a solid one.
2: Yeah, he had one of the, the strongest handshakes for a guy, you know, this is meeting this guy, like, you know, years later, much uh, more much more advanced age, always telling jokes. I used to have uh, these voicemails from him, you know, where he talked about, you know, the Cubs going to win the World Series. I told him he was on drugs. And he said, I'm on blood pressure pills, but not drugs, son. And so he he said, this going to happen. And I remember, like, you know, when they got Rizzo, he said, man, that's the piece right there. We are going to win the championship. And he used to talk crazy all the time about the Cubs winning the championship. And I, I, I remember, like, when the Cubs got good, you know, he passed away right before he won the championship. And it was sad because we got mm-hmm. there and he wasn't here to see it. And to me, like, mm-hmm. you know, that guy, and he's one of those trailblazers in baseball. He paid dues for a lot of these younger kids. You know, he came in in 53. That's a little bit after, after Jackie Robinson blessed us and changed the game at 47. I mean, the guy hit 512 home runs with no juice. No juice, no weight room. Just, you know, just good old fashioned. He said he'd drink an old style in the lock like, the dugout and go out to hit a home run. And, you know, he set off the Negro Leagues before that. I mean, he was just, man, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, personality. He had the personality of, like, he walked into a room, the room lit up and i remember he passed i mean there were so many people hurt i mean because he was that person if you saw him somewhere out in chicago you know he remember you i remember helping him out with his twitter account you know he was like what the hell is this twitter shit and i told him like you know i remember his um, his assistant was like you only get on twitter ernie you might say something controversial he said, my whole life's been a controversy. <laughs>
1: I started laughing. Mm.
2: He said, whatever I got to say, I'm old, I'm tired, and I can say what I want to say, and nobody's going to call me a racist. <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, you know what? You got a point there. I mean, he just yeah. smooth. I mean, you know, I, I had an uncle who passed away not too long recently. He reminded me so much of Ernie Banks because those, those, those older, uh, older black guys, man, were just hilarious. They speak their mind. They saw stuff we never dealt with. We only saw it in videos. And they just make you feel like you gotta do better with your life. Make you feel like you got it. You know, you gotta leave it out there every day. You know, that's somebody I wish I met a lot earlier in life. Could have, you know, had more conversations with. Cause he was, man, he was phenomenal to talk to. He motivated me every time I talked to him. Mister Cub. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Mister Cub. He said, "Don't let the right hand know what the left hand doing." Huh.
2: Yeah. He. He had a lot of slogans, man. I can't repeat some of those slogans, but he had some funny lines, man. He talked about women. He talked about his girlfriends, his wife. Mm. You know, he was a cool guy. You know, basically he said, like, man, he said, I lived my life. I did what I wanted to do. He said, I ran this city for a while. I was Mr. Cub. And he he talked about it. He said, I earned that title. And
1: I respected him for it, you know, just, you know, just dropping that knowledge sometimes.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool. That's hey, what's
1: up, man. Rest in peace, Ernie. Like you said, even though that wasn't somebody that you got to watch while you were growing up, that's still somebody that you were able to actually have a personal connection with. So I really, I really respect that choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man.
0: Last lesson for him: is hey, live your life. Is what you pretty much you telling you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got me one
2: to find those voicemails, and I got them here somewhere at home. And man, he he used to leave some funny voicemails. You know, talking crazy, man. You know, like, you get you know seven in the morning. We gonna win all. We gonna win it. We are gonna win it this year. We good. <laughs> I'm like talking about that boy Dusty, man. He's talented. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I said him mm-hmm. and Dusty. I told I told Dusty a little bit younger than you. He's like, no, man. I'm forty years old than Dusty. I'm like, no, he died. <laughs> so, he called Dusty Chico because he always had a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, those are, those are cool brothers, man. Real cool. You know, you never see that type of relationship again, but guys, but I respect the time you get to spend with these people. You gotta cherish your legends.
0: Mhm. That's real talk, man. All right, my my number two, right quick. I don't know if you guys like this because y'all y'all talked about them already. Y'all, I I don't even know if I should even say this this uh this player's name. But I'm going to say it anyway because I like him. He's number two. That's my man, Derek Sanderson Jeter. Yes, that's right. I said it. He's my number two. He played shortstop for the New York Yankees for 20 years, and that's the only team he played for. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, batting, you know uh, batting average of 310, five, five World Series, five-time World Series champ, right? World Series MVP. A rookie of the year, five time gold glove, five time silver slugger, all that stuff. The man he's the he's the man for the New York Yankees. That's why he's number two.
1: So uh, on my list. So let me ask you real quick, because you know, we, we both mentioned that we thought he was a little overrated. What 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 is your counter to us thinking that he was overrated? What 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 made him like a, the big guy for you? Man, he he the way he the way
0: he played. That dude was. Hey, you wasn't getting them balls past that shortstop over there. Mm-mm, he 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 was on top of the balls. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you wasn't good. His good good defense and good uh good offense. He was all around player. Mm-hmm. All That's why I like his is. game, and, and and I like his game. He's the captain of the. Uh, he's a captain of the uh, of that team and stuff. Five-time World Series man. I mean, you can't you can't can't knock the man of his uh his accolades and stuff. Can't be, can't knock the
1: man for he he went out there and did his thing. I w- I would say this. He was a consistent ball player and he was a leader. I think his his leadership qualities to me surpassed. I think what he did on the field. I think that's the thing that I'll think about when I think about Jeter. Okay. So you know you had him at number two. You know, hey, it's your mm-hmm. list, right? Like you've told us in the past. But uh, yeah, I don't know about Jeter, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you, what you like about his number And number two <laughs> That's about it
2: I mean oh, he, he, he was okay I mean you know he had a cool Nike commercial Like once again I said his commercials Was like funerals and that was about it He had a cool Nike oh, you, know, you know the one with Mike you know, Mike smiled You know when Mike show up in your commercial you know your career is ended <laughs> At that point oh, <laughs> so, I You mean, know what though But Mike gave him a credibility too Oh he built him he built yep. them basically. I mean, Mike liked them because you know they probably been smoking cigars and, and talking to the same women at that point. You know, <laughs> just don't sleep with them after Derek. But that's about it. <laughs> Damn. Hey man, we all we all have flaws now. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure do. What kind of flaws you <laughs> talking about? Dude? What kind of bumps on the log,
1: man? Oh, man. good lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey dilly, now, he been dilly be- dilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Chris? So Chris, uh, you my get, number Chris? two, I got uh Frank the Big Hurt Thomas. Oh yeah. Who? Oh, you know, you know, Mister <laughs> Mister Newgenics. Newgenics. Oh man. Oh Yeah. Frank Thomas. Man, you know what? I'll I'll say this, man. Uh, Frank, that was my guy, and I still ride with him, even though he does those corny ass commercials. Those commercials are terrible some of the worst commercials ever. But the thing about Frank, man, he played in the league for 20 years, Hall of Famer, Mm -hmm. and he was one of the most feared hitters in baseball in his time. The guy would hit for average. He hit power numbers, and he used to walk. I don't know if you guys remember that. He would average, like, 100 walks a season. Like, Frank was, like, a very patient hitter. He used to work the count. And, man, he hit some of, like, the most awesome home runs uh, that I've ever seen. I was even at the game – Uh, in 2000 I think it was 2004 when he hit his 400th home run so that was a memorable moment for me uh also too you know you guys joked earlier about you know uh Sosa and and Bonds and and McGuire some of these other players and Frank he played during that era and he was one of the players that basically people thought of as being a clean player and he Mm -hmm. actually spoke out against those guys a lot I, I don't know if you guys remember that but uh uh, he even pushed for drug testing uh, in m l b back then uh, obviously the league looked the other way because uh <laughs> they were profiting off of those guys hitting all those home runs back then but uh Frank was the seventh player in uh major league history uh to average over a three hundred uh bad average to have more than five hundred home runs so man frank to me, he was that dude man five time all star he actually won a batting title too. I mean, you got to think about that. As a power hitter, he won a, a freaking batting title. He hit 347 in a season. Um, the thing that makes Frank's uh, memories uh, or basically his legacy as a Sox player a little sad for me was you guys remember that strike season where Frank mm-hmm. was basically hitting the ball. He was hitting the cover off the ball. The Sox were in first place, and then we went on a strike. So, you know, we'll never know, you know, what Frank could have probably done that season because he probably would have, man, he probably would have had another MVP season or something uh, back then. So, uh, I don't know, man. Watching Frank play as a kid always brought me joy. Uh, I think I even mentioned this on a previous episode that I uh, had a job as an usher for the Bulls. Uh, they also uh, would hire us to do Sox games. Mm-hmm. So, I got a chance to watch a lot of Frank uh, play in that 97 season. And that was really, just really awesome seeing him play in person. It was, was really that? strange. Was, that,
0: was, that, was <clears throat> it but, Andy Frames?
1: he was, he was working yeah. for? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they, they changed it to at your service. which okay. uh, Yeah, whatever. Damn. But uh, but the thing about it was, for me, watching Frank finish his career with the Oakland A's in that horrible jersey, that was kind of painful. hmm And then okay. also, too, uh, Novick, you probably remember this. He had that the big hurt brew house over in Berwyn, uh, so I used to go over there. That, that it kind of became trash after a while, but in the beginning it was kind of cool to have a, a restaurant in the area. Yeah, he'd show up there. He'd drink with people. Yeah, song. he was he was real cool. He would come up and chat with you. Thank you for you know coming up. He'll talk baseball with you. Yeah, he was a real cool guy like that. He was real. Yeah, he was real cool. I mean. Then he
2: discovered that Nugenics is more important. He let the he let the restaurant go. <laughs> so, dude, was, and, it, dude, that and why was, was it? So, and and it why was, so was
0: that? And why is that newgenics? Why is it important? Um, Novak.
2: He trying to keep his libido going. I mean, like you know, <laughs> I mean, when, I mean, he walked up to the table one time and then we were in there eating, and he walked over and I just I just heard that eugenics, uh music in the background. I looked at him. He looked at me and he knew what I was thinking. I'm going asked him, "Can I get a free sample?" <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, food was good there. I mean, Frank Thomas is revolutionary because he was a huge first baseman. He changed the strike zone for guys that big.
0: Oh yeah. I
2: mean, it, it, I mean, six it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to pitch to a six-five, like two sixty. It's hard to pitch to a guy that big. I mean, and he was a great athlete for a guy that big. I mean, Frank made that baseball glove look so small at first base. I go. I remember going to those size game and watching them like stretch out, you know, get a triple play, or get a double play, double up on somebody. You like, my God, look at his wingspan. I mean, he was huge on first base. I mean, probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest first
0: basemen I ever seen. Look, you ain't trying to catch them balls. after you hit them things, man. Mm-mm. You ain't trying to catch them. You ain't rocking them things, and you, shh, boy, especially down that
2: third base line, you ain't catching that. Yeah, he 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 had he had a great uh, he had a great opposite, uh, opposite feel field power.
1: And
0: mm-hmm.
1: hey, you know what? You Novak, know I mean? you were joking earlier about the way Andre Dawson used to run the bases. Nick hurt <laughs> the way he used to run around the bases. I was like, man, what's he running? He, like he was running to go grab a burger or something. He's be hitting
2: mm-hmm. the bases. He ran like he had to take a shit, man. He was running the bases. <laughs> let me, me hear him get back to the dugout, ah, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so- Oh, I, man. I used to worry that he's going to take a shit on himself when he's running them. I remember that. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, 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 that's
2: why they called him the Big Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he about to go hurt that toilet. <laughs> oh, man. That was pigeon-toed. That was crazy, man. <laughs> all right. He pigeon-toed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank. That's
0: what I'm talking about. He ran, He so ran. I saw all you pigeon-toed people out there.
2: He ran with that L-shape that had me cracking up. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny.
1: What you guys got for uh,
2: the number one? My number one is somebody who single handedly changed the game of baseball as we know it. This guy, you know, is one of the, is, this guy, you know, Major League Baseball celebrates him in every stadium every year. Every year, you know, somebody, you know, somebody puts on his jersey. You know, that 42 is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, gr- great players like, you know, guys play b- basketball. Elton Brand wears 42 and under this guy. A lot of people respect that number. You know, my number one is Jackie Robinson. I don't think it's the stats with him. I don't think it's, you know, this guy played in the era where being an African-American baseball player was, was, was ha- has his real life. He can die for playing baseball. They traveled through the South. They traveled through the North. He had to stay in rinky-dink hotels where his teammates stayed in really good hotels. He ate crappy food. They called him N-word every other day. I mean, I can't say much. I can't say enough about what he did for everybody in that situation. If there's no Jackie Robinson, there's no Barry Buns or Juice. Mm-hmm. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there's no Big Hurt. There's no eugenics uh, There's there's a lot of things we missed out in life. I mean, that guy. You know, he. I mean, he only hit 137 home runs, but every time he hit a home run, it was like a shot against, I, I belong here. Every time he put the ball into the, to the basket out there. You know, every time he stole a base. You know, every time somebody chanted a racial slur at him, he stepped up. He kept his cool. You know, baseball fit. You know, they picked the best person to represent that transition into, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, the transition to the sports, uh, sports leagues. I mean, Jackie Robinson was a role model for everybody, you know, we only got him for 53 years on this earth. And that 53 years, he changed and impacted the game like no other no other player ever played the game. I mean, you think about it. He spent his best years in Negro League trying to get to uh, ML, Major League Baseball. I mean, he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers, when broke on the scene. And he was awesome. I mean, that guy was a six-time All-Star. He won a World Series champion as an African-American baseball player. You know, that, that first year, he run rookie of the year because what he went through, I couldn't have done it. You know, I ain't got the patience this man has. I don't have the the skills, the I don't have the discipline to, to to walk away or turn another cheek. I'm more Malcolm than Diane Martin at this point in life. <laughs> so so I mean I respect him for what he did. I mean, this guy's a pioneer for everybody out there. So that's that's my number one because he changed the game. You know, he he enabled guys like Ken Griffey, Frank Thomas, Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. He even, he even able for he even able for Dale Strawberry to get high, you know. Jack Jack <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Robinson did all that. You know he is the he is the grandfather of everything that's good in baseball and everything that's functional baseball. He gave us that path to either be successful or get banned from the league. Jackie Robinson did that for us.
1: I uh, I, I love that pick just from the standpoint of even though again that's not someone you know that you probably per- obviously didn't see playing personally as as a kid, but. You're right, man. He's the pioneer. So, I mean, when you think about that 42, that that number is iconic. And honestly, I, I think that they should retire that number league wide. If 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 I mean, I'm being actually honest, but I think that's something that they should look into. I think all
2: sports. That number is like 23, 23, 42. You think about even Bill, Bill Russell's another guy. I think during that time period doesn't get enough respect because these guys were pioneers during time period when people called you the N word and smiled (laughs) and you had to smile. You had to look the other way and pretend like you didn't hear it today. It'd be a different consequence if that happened.
0: You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to jump right on it. And my number one, right quick is uh, uh, my man, Deion Sanders.
1: Wait, what? What? (laughs) I'll just play (laughs) Oh, just hey, I, I was about to mute your damn mic, boy. That, no, I'm just playing. For <laughs> hey, just to, <laughs> for hey y'all get
2: quiet? <laughs> we got real quiet. The podcast is over at that point. I was going to say, let's go to the curtain call. <laughs> this curtain call goes out to to to, 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 the memory, to the memory of Jules, you know, to pull it back to the curtain podcast. picked that greasy, greasy man. <laughs> So my number
0: one, I'm piggyback off, of, uh, you know, back. My number one is Jackie Roosevelt Robinson. You said everything that I wanted to say about Jackie. Number forty two, uh, I beautifully said. I just echo off everything what you said. It wouldn't have been nobody else African American uh, baseball player to play the game if it wasn't for this man right here. To be first, to be first, the first black player in the in the uh, MLB. What can you, you can't even fathom that because it, you're gonna go through, face things that nobody should should face or go up against. Not only your same your your teammates, other teams, the crowd. It seemed like you against the whole world. But he was mentally strong enough to block all of that and played his his heart out every game. And not only played it well, he played it where, you know, other other black uh players was, was coming in, Satchel Page and them. So man, what he did and how he kept his composure and the way he played, man, but hats, again, hats off to this man right here. Like like I, I agree with Press. They need to everybody need to have forty two hanging up in their uh in their uh, uh ballparks.
1: Yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with that. Jackie Robinson Day, man, should just be every day, you know, when, when it's considered when you think about it for MLB. Uh, so my number one, so you guys named this uh, this individual earlier, is like uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, Chris. the kid. The um, kid played 22 years in the league. You guys definitely did a really good job of, uh, you know, doing a summary on Ken. On so I'm not going to go into t- too much detail. The one thing that I'll just say is, I agree with both of you guys in the sense that he brought a swagger to baseball. Uh, He was known for having the purest swing in in Major League Baseball history. And also, the thing that I really enjoyed about him was the fact that during those uh, home run derby all-star games back in the day, that dude used to launch some of the the, the longest, biggest home runs. And he would just have that, like, cool-ass smile on his face with his hat backwards. Those were some fun memories as a kid. I, I used to definitely enjoy that. And then also, too, he cornered the shoe market. So, like you mentioned earlier, Novak, those Air Griffies, those mm-hmm. things are definitely uh, a part of history when you think about the shoe game. And he was the one that kind of launched that and made that kind of cool with their baseball. And he also he had those four Nintendo games. So, those games are really, really cool. And the last thing about Griffey was uh, those Nike commercials. The, the one where he chased that damn fly ball over 3,000 miles, and then he basically caught it and mm-hmm. threw the runner out at uh, first base like, to me. When I think about some of those commercials, obviously it was cheesy, but it was also kind of cool at the same time. So, yeah, Griffey—that that was my guy, number one. Except for that, except for when he played for the Sox, that was kind of painful to watch. But you know, <laughs> good, good
0: goal. choice,
2: good that choice. Was, that was Ken Senior Moonlighting as Ken Griffey. That's what that was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's Ken Williams, man. He always signs. I'm so glad that Rick Hahn is the GM now, but Ken Williams always signed the guy when the guy had one foot in the baseball grave. I'm like, what are you doing, man?
2: Well, you know, how, you know how it was. He thought he was being genius at that point. You're like, no, no, man, don't do that. This man this man could barely walk up the stairs. I mean, think about Bo Jackson. They did the same damn thing with Bo Jackson. Yeah. And yeah. that was so sad to see Bo, you know, Bo didn't know anything at that point. And I was just like, what's going on? I mean, it was real sad.
1: Oh, no, I, I get you on that. Well, man, this was uh, really cool man. Just kind of like doing this this quick, you know, recap on some of our favorite ball players we were growing up as kids on this special uh, Father's Day edition of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Before we get out of here, I did want to take some time here, and I wanted to also go over uh, any underrated and also overrated players that you guys uh, had that you want to talk about. Whoever wants to go, go ahead and kick it off. Well, I, was,
2: I get well. My most overrated player is Nolan Ryan. And I'll tell you what, I mean. That's, I hate, that's
1: big facts right there.
2: I hated those Ben Gay commercials. The guy was 900 years old. He was putting on Ben Gay. And the fact that, you know, <laughs> you, know you think Jesus. about it, like, I mean, he, yeah, he had the most strikeouts ever, but he also had the most walks in baseball history. And he had the most wild pitches in baseball history, you know, since 1900. He threw 277 wild pitches. And he also gave up the most stolen bases. I mean, he was terrible. I mean, in terms of that, you could still you could steal a whole park on Nolan Ryan while he's up there trying to throw a no hitter. He threw one no hitter and the guy, the guy scored by stealing a home on him. I mean, you know, he played 27 years in the major leagues, and that kind of like it got to the point where I just wanted him to leave. You know, I remember getting the baseball cards like you know in the early 80s. And I swear that he he started looking more and more like uh like you no know, Bush by the time he left the game, even though they were the best of friends. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he had a lower winning percentage than his teams. You know, he was a terrible fielding, uh fielding pitcher, and he never won a Cy Young award, but they considered him to be a great baseball, but he never won a Cy Young. He never won enough games during the season to be considered a Cyon or to be the best player in baseball. I mean, he threw one no hit every blue moon, and that's what he was good for. Other than that,
1: He's my most overrated player. Mm. All, also, too, uh, the only thing that I think about when I think about him is those couple times when he had have a no-hitter and then that damn uh, – when he had Robin Ventura in the damn headlock when he was hitting <laughs> him with his knuckles.
2: Oh, man. Dude. Man, he ain't <laughs> robbing business. It. Right. How you, put, how
0: you put a grown man in a headlock?
2: I mean, Robin was young at that point. This dude was two times older than Robin and whooped him. That was sad. <laughs> He put yeah. in a headlock and was uppercutting him. What it was like? Mm-hmm. Some off the Three Stooges. Mhm. Yeah, that's what that shit looked like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Robin <laughs> never you, lived it down. No. What What Dang. you got, Jules?
0: Okay, my overrated player was is Robin Ventura. No, I'm just playing. Uh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, Alfonso Soriano. Real quick. Okay. Uh, Alfonso Soriano is it? Mm-hmm. Only reason why with the Cubs picked him up 136 million, eight years, and he was pretty much injury prone pretty much his whole season with the Cubs. That's all I got.
1: That that was one of the that was one of the worst contracts and I I obviously I'm not a Cubs fan, but when they when they threw all that money at him, I was like, good lord. I mean they they threw the bag at Soriano.
0: With a no trade clause. So
1: mm-hmm. I I mean
0: from New York, I mean, okay, let me let me let me elaborate a little bit. <laughs> Batting average two hundred seventy hits, you know, over two thousand hits, four hundred some home runs, RBIs over eleven 1, hundred. Good, decent player. But when he got with the Cubs and stuff like that, he was good. I mean, that one year, uh, they they did make it to, I want to say the the in oh I'm trying to think in 07. Oh seven, they made it to the I want to say the. The National League Division Series. They won the National League Division Series, but uh, that was about it after
1: that. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, that's that's my only reason, man.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, mine uh, and Novak, you touched on this a uh, little while ago. My overrated player was actually Bo Jackson. Mm. I th- I thought. Man, wait a minute, Bo? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, okay. So just so one thing I'll say, we all know that Bo was probably the greatest athlete of all time. He was a freak athlete. But mm-hmm. if you look at production versus, like, all the myths and everything that surrounded him, the production wasn't always there. And so when I think about him as a ba- baseball player, I think about what if. Because, I mean, he played eight seasons in the league. He was an all-star in KC. And he later played for the mm-hmm. Sox, which you brought up, Novak, and that's when he was basically – a shell of himself because he basically had dislocated his hip from playing football and just playing with an artificial hip. So, I mean, they pretty much had him out there on the field with duct tape. Like it was, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, I give him credit for being able to actually play through that type of a situation that he actually had a productive season. But I think for all the hype that's associated with Bo Jackson, I just think that, you know, he was overrated. Um, I Like I said, he was obviously a world-class athlete without a doubt. Um, but he was far from a great baseball player. I mean, the thing that I remember with him when he was with KC was when he used to break those bats over his leg when he would, like, strike out. And I would think to myself, that is crazy to be that damn strong that you just snap a bat like that and it was just, like, no effort. Like, Mm -hmm. that was really crazy to see. Uh, But, yeah, that was my overrated. Yeah, he –
2: I I can see that it was you're right. He broke a lot of bats because he struck out a lot. I mean, <laughs> but but you know the thing about it is, with, with Bo, greatest probably the greatest athlete I ever seen. You know, the guy had a four one a four point one two forty, and it's, you know this 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 is a running back now. You think about running the forty like this is a big running back. I mean. You know, we probably had to do a, a podcast of the careers he ended in NFL. You know, he took out, you know, who? NFL. Um, you remember Boz? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Brian Boz. Yeah. Brian, he took out Boz, man. He took out Bosworth. That's right. His greatest moment. Was, he that,
1: was he was the original Takashi.
2: Ran that man. Oh. <laughs> I didn't looked at him and said he's on boat. I'm like, wow. The original Takashi. Yeah, I can see him.
1: Takashi Bosworth. <laughs> 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 fucking fraud oh, yeah man. But, no, but you know what you're right though man F- football wise i mean he he did he did a lot of great things on the football field and it it's just it's uh it's sad that you know a lot of bo jackson uh production was cut short through the injury you know because yeah he was he was a hell of an athlete
2: i mean today he been fine today's medical advancements that hip thing would have been no problem. I mean, they probably would have fixed his hip. You probably would
1: have got a replacement. Back then, there was no way they could fix it. Well, do you guys know what what happened was they misdiagnosed the injury. So he basically dislocated the hip in that game, mm-hmm. and he played the next game. And that's what caused the severity, the oh. severity of the injury.
2: Yeah, it separated. Yeah. separated, they couldn't put it back together. I mean, but, yeah, medical science today, they would have fixed it. He wouldn't have got a replacement to like now, you know, like in his 50s. You know, it's sad. It's very sad.
1: One of my favorite athletes. Yeah, man, for sure. Cool shoes, too. Mm hmm. (laughs) Both knows. Both knows. What'd you guys have for your uh, most uh, underrated? I got Maglio Ordonez. Yes, sir. And the reason
2: I say that is because I remember just the chance Maglio, and you know when you go to you go to you know that was the sale at that point in time. Was it the sale then? You know that place it was that it has yep. so many different names. It's just scary. But you know, I really felt bad for him that they traded him right before the championship season, and you know we will let him go in that situation because yeah he was awesome. I mean this guy, I mean from ninety-seven oh four, he hit 307. I mean, he had four straight seasons with 30 doubles, 30 home runs, and 100 RBIs and a 300 batting average. I mean, this guy was doing Paul Molitor numbers, you know, in terms of, like, you know, getting on base, getting base hits. He was probably the most productive, you know, Ray Fielder we had in a long time. I mean, this on teams of Ray Durham. You know, and Ray Durham was supposed to have been that dude, but Maggie O'Donnell silently was the killer on that team. I mean, he was he was an awesome baseball player. I just wish that uh, we could get more out of him. I wish he
1: had, I wish he had stayed with the Sox his entire career. Yeah, that that was tough, man. Uh, the Mags was definitely uh, underrated, and he he put up some numbers for us. I oh, still remember they replaced him with uh, Carlos Quentin. I'll never forget. Oh, oh that.
2: god, mm. the man with two first names. Yeah, that was crazy.
1: Carlos Quentin man, was you know. You can't trust you
0: can't trust a guy with two
2: first names. By the way. <laughs>
1: I forgot
0: about Carlos Quinn. Yeah, he
1: was The
2: reason you forget. Yeah,
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah. My you know what, my underrated player uh is a current current socks, Johan Marcana. Uh, third baseman. You know, only th- only what two, two, three years in the league, you know, switch hitter. He's averaging two seventy, two sixty five. Switch hitter. Yeah, he's a
2: switch
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> averaging two sixty five. Three, you know, 347, 50 home runs. I don't think he's getting the uh the press that he uh they deserve right now, and I just want to bring his name up as a as an underrated player.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one to, to call on for a current player that's uh, underrated. He's he's definitely under the radar. I think he's uh very talented. He came over in the Chris Sale trade. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh uh Moncada. I think uh, he's going to be a name that a lot of baseball fans are going to be definitely talking about in this city. Um, my underrated one was Tony Gwynn, Mr. Padre. Oh,
0: the Hit Machine,
1: dude! Exactly, little country. Yeah, but you know what? The, the thing about him, he was one of those great players that played for the same his same team the whole career. He played twenty years, and he played all of those seasons with the Padres. Oh yeah, like like a uh, Jeter. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if Tony Gwynn played on those Yankees teams? They would have won more championships. Yeah, they would have probably won 10 of them. He's
2: probably, he, he had a Nike endorsement with Jordan. <laughs> I should have put Jeter on my
1: overrated. <laughs> okay.
2: you, mentioned Tony oh, that, you mentioned Tony chewing that tobacco and spitting out the Jumpman level oh, appears. <laughs> that man you was always that? chewing snuff.
1: Yep, <laughs> snuffy. And but also, too, you know, no jokes aside, all jokes aside, he he actually did pass away from cancer, so – I do think that 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 chewing tobacco, which we, if there's any parents out here, just think about that with your, your kids that are playing these sports, and you know that chewing tobacco shit is is not good. So, uh, a lot, I lot think a lot of the baseball players they've gone away from that because back when we were growing up, all those damn guys were fucking doing dip. It was crazy. I mean,
2: everybody had that big jawbone. I remember. I remember Maguire. Uh, he'd be spitting and, and spitting and hitting homers at the same time. His whole cheek was filled up with stuff at that point. Yep,
1: him. Lenny Dykstra, he was the king of of chewing tobacco. Oh, you mean you mean cool Lenny? Yeah, cool Lenny. Give, give me your money, and I I'll make some more money for you, Lenny. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he yeah. ran a Ponzi scheme later in life. That's, that's, <laughs> definitely, that's mm. definitely a future pod, though. Hall um, of oh, Fame level. Yep. So the, the one thing I was going to say before we get out of here, so uh, Tony Gwynn, he won, he won eight batting titles, which is tied for the most in, in Major League Baseball history. Last thing that I want to bring up on him, and you guys probably remember this, during the strike season, Tony was flirting with the 400 batting average for damn near most of that season, but it was the strike season. So that season ended mm-hmm. uh, early. He was hitting 394 when that season ended prematurely. And he, that wow. was the closest that anyone's ever come to hitting that milestone. So you, you wow. never know. He could have could actually hit that 400 that season. So wow. when, I, when I think about that, it just kind of brings back to our original premise of doing this episode of just all these stories of us talking about, you know, some of our favorite memorable players. These are just all people that just remind you of what baseball was actually like a cool sport. I mean, now when we think about baseball, I mean, baseball is just, I don't know, you just got a bunch of freaking millionaires that are just crying and grumbling over money. But these guys we talked about back then, they played for the love of the game. None of those guys were breaking the bank financially. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. You you hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head, man.
1: Man, but so, yeah, I mean, but this was a fun episode. And like I said, this is our special edition for the fathers out there. Uh, Novak, go ahead and hit, hit us with that curtain call, our final segment. On this curtain call, we want to take a moment
2: to recognize and celebrate all the dads out there that make an impact in their kids' lives. The importance of a father sometimes can be overlooked and unappreciated in this day and age. Fathers don't always receive the admiration that is usually reserved for mothers. We matter, too. Uh, you know, pulling Back the pet, pulling back the Curtain podcast wants to let you know that we see you and appreciate you for all the things that you do each and every day. And we also want to recognize the men that you know, serve and have served as father figures for us. I want to give a shout out to my, my granddad, pretty much. He was one of the people that showed me what work ethic was about. He's somebody that, you know, no matter what the situation was, always was there. You know, I need to get to practice. I need to go somewhere. He was always there. He came to games. He learned he learned. he learned the rules of basketball, even though he didn't like basketball in particular. And he always wanted to participate. You know, as the first as the first person that told me that, you know, I'll knock your head off, piss down your throat. <laughs> I said wow. something to him. And, you know I, I take those words wisely that that was you know i was that's why I had to make an adjustment at that point I mean I think um, the importance <laughs> of a father in your life is that or or even a father figures that's somebody to tell you when you're going off the path or you're doing something wrong. I think that if we had those figures in life I think there'd be less there'd be less incarcerations there'd be less issues where people struggle with you know getting along with others and I think the biggest thing in this country is that you know father figures help us get along with other men you know that's something that a lot of people raised by the other sex, you know, no disrespect to the moms out there, but you know, you need to have that balance. You need both parents in, the, in order to get that well-rounded, you know, view on life. And I think, you know, the fathers are very important. I think that if you're a dad out there, make sure you make time for your kids because before you know it one day, you might need them to change your diaper and some of your dads out there getting your diapers changed. <laughs> so, but I say, <laughs> you know, just cherish those moments with your kids, you know, cherish those moments with the people who looked out for you and helped mold you into the man, the man you are today. And just remember that Father's Day
1: is a very important day of the year. Hey, well said there, brother. That's a great curtain call. Jules, Hit us with that father thought, brother.
0: All right, so why do we celebrate Father's Day? Everybody know Father's Day is the third Sunday of, of June. You know, Sigurd Freud said, he cannot think of any need in a childhood as strong as a child needs for his father or father figure. There are so many ways we can define a father. The true purpose of a father is to reveal the nature of God. Fathers are leaders, both are feared and love, there are men who become heroes, fathers put food on the table, father fixes what's broken. They correct our disobedience, cheer on our successes, a father shows both son and daughter what a real man should be. By his work, he takes care of our needs and desire, and in his strength, he makes his children feel secure. From his authority, he humbled himself for his children's sake. You know, in Proverbs, the just man walk in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him. When words feel empty, our father will give you actions that speak clearly. When we begin to worry, our father's presence is our security. And when we have fallen, He is the one who picks us up. When a boy is little, a father sees the man. When a girl is grown, a father sees the princess. When a daughter feels unworthy, the father only sees her her beauty. When when a son fails from the pressure of life, the father is there to encourage him to see his, his burdens and help carry the load. Now, a good father is the one most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers. Press.
1: Thank you for that final thought. Episode 20 is in the books. This was a good one. Shout out again all to all the fathers out there. We appreciate you and we see you. As always, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to our podcast there. You can follow our podcast on Spotify. We're also on iHeartRadio. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.